0: Welcome! You found the Out of the Ordinary Podcast, where we believe that the very best stories grow out of the soil of ordinary life. I'm Christy Purifoy.
1: And I'm Lisa Jo Baker. And a few of our favorite ordinary Christmas things are gingerbread houses, blasting Christmas music, and the smell of pine needles.
0: And a few of mine are Christmas picture books, hoping and praying for snow, and
1: homemade cinnamon rolls on Christmas morning. Mm, We hope these conversations help you see the extra hidden right in plain sight in your ordinary Christmas too. Get comfy. Here we go.
0: In this season of gift giving, we are unwrapping five gifts with one another and you, our listeners. It's kind of like an advent countdown calendar. And we have a gift for each of the categories we include every month in our paper and string care package. There's something to read, to listen, to taste, to grow, and to gather.
1: Christy, advent countdown calendars are my favorite. Even the ones you get, like from CVS, that are just like a dollar and they have the little doors with the chocolates <laughs> behind them. <laughs> There's no shame in my Advent calendar game. I love those so much. So this is like that, listeners. Each of these episodes is a sampling, like a little chocolate from behind a door, of the articles and music, recipes, artwork, spiritual practices that we send out from the Black Barn each month to subscribers in our Paper and String digital care package and if you want to check it out yourself, you can always follow the link in the show notes to treat yourself or go to out of the slash ps Lisa
0: Joe, this week's gift ooh we finally arrived at taste. Our favorite thing. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Our listeners are familiar with our taste focus episodes. You and I, whether it's bread or coffee or tea, we love to talk about flavor. And I bet our listeners are expecting both of us to talk about the sweet goodness of the season. I mean, so I know so many of the recipes that I save or I link to on Pinterest for this time of year are about sugar, sugar, sugar. But (laughs) I have something different to offer. And don't get me wrong, I love the sugar. <laughs> sugar means celebration to me for sure. Um, but the thing about this time of year is while we have added in all of this sort of seasonal celebratory baking and cooking and eating, we still have to Feed ourselves. We still have to feed our kids and others in our household. We still need, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We can't just survive on man cannot survive on sugar cookies alone. <laughs> I guess is what I'm saying. Tragically, <laughs> right? So the the taste, the flavor I'm gifting to our listeners today is not another recipe for cookies or you know sweet bakes, um, but something different. So. Uh, this is a much-loved family recipe in our home, and by much loved, I mean the fullness of that. I mean the parents who have to cook it love it, and the children who get to eat it love it, and that is a very rare thing <laughs> that parents and children it's like the Holy would Grail. be aligned Yes, it's the holy grail for sure. And actually, even more so, this recipe comes from our season of family life where my son, my older son, had so many food allergies. And so finding something that he could eat that was reasonably nutritious, that pretty easy for us to make, and that all of my kids would actually eat was, that was really the holy grail. And so this, drum roll, please, (laughs) We have given the wonderful name of Pizza Rice. <laughs> so what is Pizza Rice? It's like the
1: strangest thing when you're introducing Christmas foods. Pizza Rice. Or rice. <laughs> all right. Where is this going? <laughs> well, first of all, it's red and green. It has some red and green in okay, it. I'll tell you I more see. about that. I see.
0: But that isn't actually what makes it, I think, perfect for this time of year. What makes it perfect for this time of year is that it's it's warm and satisfying. So it's it's like cozy food, which we want this time of year. Yes. It's easy. And here's the thing if we're so busy with our other obligations and activities this time of year, then we need supper recipes that um, are just, Like we know, like the back of our hand, they're easy to to pull together with what we have, you know, in the pantry, in the freezer. We know the kids will eat it. They fill you up. They're satisfying. And maybe then the kids won't eat quite so many sugar cookies. (laughs) So pizza rice is that for us. And essentially all it is, and yes, don't worry, we will share the recipe. Essentially, it's it's a risotto. But rather than the very traditional white risotto, you know, that's just full of Parmesan and maybe made with white wine or something, this is a red and green pizza-flavored risotto. So it has, we make it with Italian sausage. We add the liquid that you're adding into that arborio rice is actually diced tomatoes from a can. So we, I think one or two cans of diced tomatoes, add a little water, and heat that up and then that's the liquid you're you're pouring into your your pot of rice to make it all creamy so it has all these pizza colors and flavors it has the red of the tomatoes it has the sausage and then at the very end we stir in really well chopped spinach so there's your green um, for just a little bit of color here again we have learned over the years that we do a couple of things to make this kid friendly. <laughs> we blend up or, or mash up as much as we can
1: those tomatoes. My I was literally I just going to ask you that because yes. my kids are going to yeah. pick out any chunky tomatoes. Exactly. So do you, I, could you use tomato juice, like, you know, like how you can buy a jar of tomato juice, or would you say you have to use like canned tomatoes that you then blend up?
0: You know, I think the tomato juice might, it would work, but it, it would actually probably give it a stronger tomato flavor. Oh, the diced tomatoes are kind of bland, to be honest. They don't have a really strong tomato taste. Okay. So weirdly, it might, act, your kids might actually go for it more with the diced tomatoes. But yeah, I think whatever canned liquidy tomato product you had in your pantry you would blend probably it up. work especially yeah especially if you diluted it with water so like yeah. tomato juice diluted with water yeah that would work yeah that would totally work so yeah john has learned to really um blend up we have a little immersion blender and he just like okay. blends up those tomatoes so that no actual tomatoes can <laughs> be visible no tomato <laughs> siding
1: in the rice yes. <laughs>
0: And same thing with the spinach. So years ago, when I first started making it, I would just stir in baby spinach. Um, I wouldn't chop it or anything. And I love that. Like, I want to know I'm eating spinach, but my children don't want to know that they're eating (laughs) spinach. So now he just, he chops it up so finely that it's almost, it looks more like you've just sprinkled it with a little parsley or something. Like, it's very, it can't be picked out and it's, it's hardly noticeable, but we know the spinach is there. So it has that red and green. And then it's just, and then the other... Pro-parent tip, the other trick is that we never called it risotto. We never called it sausage risotto. Uh You cannot cannot do that with children. (laughs) We called it pizza rice because it had all the things that, you know, you would put on a pizza, like tomato, like sausage, as well as cheese. At the end, you can stir in a little Parmesan for creaminess. But here is where we, for years, made it allergy-friendly. We would make the risotto, we would serve it up, and then we would serve the Parmesan separately so that the allergic Child. <laughs>
1: yeah. Didn't
0: have any cheese in his risotto, but we could add it there. Or so in our case, pizza the rice. picky
1: child. The picky child could leave off. Exactly. The, the picky child. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, pizza rice, I mean, it is our go to um, in colder months, but I think it is especially great this time of year where I get annoyed, Lisa Joe. I honestly do. I will have grocery shopped and planned and prepared, and the, re- the refrigerator will be stocked full. But it's, it's for the holiday meals, right? It's for the, the lunch right. we'll have on Christmas Eve or the dinner we'll have on Christmas Day. But there on December 23rd, my children apparently still want to be fed dinner. Oh, it's so <laughs> annoying. That's when, that's when pizza rice comes to the rescue.
1: Oh, that's so that's great. Yeah. Pizza rice. Well, at first when you were sharing the recipe, I was skeptical when I heard the words tomatoes and spinach because I was right? like, well, her kids must just be way more have much better palates than mine. (laughs) But now I think I could actually do it. I could pull that off. So I'm going to try it. Well, mine, um, the food that really is a taste of Christmas from home in South Africa, and really if you're listening anywhere that's part of the Commonwealth family, so if you're in England or Canada, this might be familiar to you too, but huge favorite in South Africa are what they call mince pies, which First of all, I don't know if Americans know what mince is. Is that a word that you would be familiar with here?
0: Well, certainly I am from my reading of, you know, British classics. Um, there was something growing up. My my grandmother on the farm in North Texas would have um, some mince desserts, and I was always suspicious of them. But I don't know if that was just unique to her or if other Americans would be familiar. So
1: mince actually means ground beef. Yes, that is So that's what I was wondering. So most Americans I don't think are familiar with that. No, we we don't. It took me ages to be – I would tell Peter, pick up mince. And he's like, pick up what? I'm like, "Ah, what do you call it here, where you smash up meat into tiny little pieces? He's like, do you mean ground beef? So yes, so that's what – when we say mince, that's what we mean, like a big pack of ground beef. And in which Mm -hmm. case people are all like, wait, mince pies? What are you talking about? (laughs) So then it gets – there's another twist to the story in that – It doesn't actually refer to meat. So these are actually a a sweet dessert. They're traditionally British pie that was made in the 16th century. And initially, they actually were made of some kind of a meaty filling. And I'm not sure what happened to transfer that now into this new version of what they call minced meat, but it's actually a mixture of different fruits and spices, dried fruits, to look a little bit like, you know, a cooked ground beef, but it isn't. (laughs) It's actually Mm -hmm, sweet. mm -hmm. So these are these delicious little pastries. And in the center is what they call the sweet mincemeat. So it's dried fruits, sugars, spices, brandy usually is what they add as well. Mm. It's kind of the sticky, sweet filling that you bake into this tiny little tartlet or pie. And you can make them in a muffin dish. So you imagine them that size. There's a little pastry bottom. You fill them with this mincemeat, the sweet, spicy, um, fruity filling. And then there's a little hat that you put on top, you know, the little topping, the pie topping, and you bake them and then you sprinkle them with powdered sugar is what they have a little topping. And my goodness, any grocery store that you go into during the Christmas season in South Africa, they're just selling them the way you can buy cupcakes in the States. So they're 100% part of the flavor of Christmas. And what's great about them is you can warm them up. So they're delicious warmed, but they're also really good cold too. So it doesn't matter. They're Ah. great as... Leftovers, Um, and I will confess, I have never felt brave enough to try to make them myself. It's one of those things where, if if it's a staple that you just have always bought growing up, somehow in your brain you think, "How could I make that bread?" Feels that way to me, and I know other people make bread and it's simple. So I actually looked up a recipe this year in preparation for this episode, and I'll link it here in the show notes because they caught me because it says easy traditional mince pie recipe. Hey! (laughs) I was like, if it's easy, there's a chance for me. (laughs) So I think we're actually going to try it this year, Zoe and I, instead of just doing lots of cookies, I think we'll actually try and make these little mince pies because they really are so delicious. And it always reminds me of that episode from Friends. Do you remember where Rachel is trying to make a traditional English trifle that yes, has all these layers? Yes. And then she gets two <laughs> pages of the recipe book stuck together. And so she makes all these layers of like <laughs> custard and jelly and you know baby finger cookies. And then she has actual minced meat, like ground beef <laughs> with peas and carrots. <laughs> But she gets confused because it's called minced meat in this recipe. And she's like, oh, yeah, because that's a sweet thing that the British make. So like this trifle has all these very weird layers that Joey (laughs) consumes. He's like, custard, good. Cherries, good. Beef, good. (laughs) He eats all of it. (laughs) So I remember the first year I told Peter, could he pick up mince pies when he was out grocery shopping in South Africa? He looked at me like I was... I. Something was wrong with me because I said they'd go great with tea this evening. And he was like, really? Like, do you mean like a like a chicken pot pie? So I said, no, no. Like, like mince pies, you know, but the sweet kind. And he just had this look on his face, like, what do you people eat here? So that's my recommendation. <laughs> These minced pies are so yummy, and the dusting of powdered sugar is like snow. And everything about them tastes like home. I think that's what the season is about, mm-hmm. finding recipes that, like you said, that are comfort. But sort of like last week where we were talking about songs and the music on our listen episode of the Advent Calendar Countdown, this really is a season about transporting ourselves back in our memories yeah. to these places of safety and security and comfort. And one of my favorite chefs who has become a friend over the years, her name is Artie Saquera. And I heard her talking um, on a cooking show about how the holidays and food really are about tradition. And tradition can look different for everybody. Some of, For some of us, it might look like opening up the can of the wobbly cranberry jelly and dumping it out onto a plate. And for others of us, it looks like making it from scratch. But really what it's about is the tradition, like what it is that takes you home, not how fancy the food is um, or how commonplace, but that both are perfectly acceptable at a dining room table when you are gathering with friends and family, because it really is about where it transports you to.
0: Mm -hmm. That's a good point. And I feel like maybe my version of your mince pie would be, uh, this would be the Texas version, pecan pie. Mm. So it has, it doesn't have the dried fruit, but the pecan pie has that kind of, sugary, almost granular, sweet, sticky gooeyness that I think maybe come oh gosh, it's been so long since I made a pecan pie, but maybe it's from a molasses or something. So it has that kind of sticky gooey sweetness. So maybe that's the the Texas version. And we can call it pecan pie or we can call it pecan pie. <laughs> Either works.
1: Either way, it's what's behind the Advent calendar door this week. And so we hope you're enjoying this experience of opening up all the little flaps and counting down um, as we travel toward the new year together, just in a little celebration here that you can listen to as you are making or baking whatever feels like home to you. Coming up next week, our next little window, grow grow i'm this is the one i'm very curious about myself because what do you grow during the winter season tune in next week to find out we'll find out (laughs) if you enjoyed today's conversation won't you take a moment right now open up that podcast app and look for the subscribe button right next to our podcast profile image
0: and we think this podcast is best enjoyed with friends so tell a friend Click share episode in your podcast app and send a friend our link.